Live from the WLI WFM studio in Southampton, New York, I'm Gianna Volpe on Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. Excuse me. All four of Long Island's Republican Congress men stood by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy as he lost a bitter fight with Representative Matt Gates over his bid to oust him from his powerful office in a historic and stunning vote yesterday. Tom Brune reporting on Newsday.com that the Long Island lawmakers supported McCarthy with the rest of the New York Republican delegation and the overwhelming majority of House Republicans uh, and expressed anger and disappointment about McCarthy's loss because a decisive eight Republicans voted with Democrats. That leaves Congress without anyone confirmed for the constitutional office of officer of speaker hampering the House in its attempt to pass the rest of its appropriations bills and to negotiate with the Senate's Democratic majority to fund the government through 2024. There is now an increased chance for a government shutdown, according to Representative Andrew Garbarino, the Republican from Bayport, who said, quote, Republican members who voted with the Democrats to get rid of McCarthy, a lot of them said they want to do regular order, they want to do appropriations bills, and want to get this done, and now we can't do those things, Garbarino said, adding, it's like they've got the matches and they set fire to the building and then complain that it's on fire. Uh, said Garbarino, who has worked closely with McCarthy. Garbarino said he was disappointed that Democrats did not offer to rescue McCarthy, much as they did this past Saturday by helping pass a short-term spending bill to keep the government open until November 27th. In other news, with Montauk's beaches scoured away by recent storms, leaving only a rocky foundation at the waterline, East Hampton Town officials announced this week that the U.S., Army Corps of Engineers has finally confirmed it will conduct an $11 million restoration of the beaches along the downtown Montauk oceanfront this coming winter, creating a broader, more storm-resilient beachhead. Michael Wright reporting on 27East.com that the Army Corps on Friday signed a long-awaited contract with an industrial dredging company to include the Montauk project in its work plan for this winter, shaving two years off the original Army Corps schedule. The contractor's Great Lakes Dredge and Dock will use a 350-foot hopper dredge vessel to siphon 450,000 cubic yards of sand, about 600,000 tons worth, from the seafloor off Amagansett and pump it into onto the downtown Montauk beaches beginning in late winter or early spring 2024. The engineering plans call for the dry sand beach to be rebuilt to about 100 feet wide along an approximately 6,000-foot stretch of beach from Surfside Place to west of the South Eaton Street beach access. The Army Corps plan calls for the dredge to return every four years for the next 30 to maintain the original engineered profile, while the federal agency will foot the entire bill for the initial Nourishment Project, New York State, Suffolk County, and the town of East Hampton will have to share in the cost of the future betterment work. The beach in Montauk would also be restored if a major storm like a hurricane were to cause substantial erosion in the interim. Looking at schools as New York State heads towards an overhaul of high school graduation requirements, an influential teachers union is urging that any changes in the system include reduced emphasis on regents' exams. John Hildebrand reporting on Newsday.com that Melinda Person, president of the New York State United Teachers Union, recently said in a public statement that students should be allowed multiple pathways to graduate an approach that logically could leave regents' exams as options rather than requirements. Students currently must pass at least four exams to earn diplomas. Quote, simply put, we need more teaching, less testing, the union chief declared in a September 20th op-ed published by Newsday. She went on to say there should be multiple pathways to a diploma and more than one way to measure student learning. End quote. New York State United Teachers Union is a union umbrella group representing nearly 700,000 working and retired teachers along with other educators. Person and other organization leaders are stepping up their involvement in a statewide testing debate during a pivotal 
moment for forces on both sides. On November 13th, the State Advisory Commission is scheduled to release its plan for revisions in graduation requirements, including regents' exams. Those tests have served as a barometer of student achievement in high schools since the 1870s. One regional group that has campaigned strongly to keep testing standards in place is the Long Island Council for the Social Studies, representing about 1,100 school supervisors and teachers. Gloria Sesso of Port Jefferson, the group's co-president, challenged Person's comments during a recent Newsday interview. Quote, more teaching, less testing is based on a false premise, Sesso said. How do you know what's been taught if you're not assessing? You have to hold learning accountable. And finally, Sag Harbor Cinema continuing its projection series next Monday, October 9th from 1 to 3 p.m. with a free event featuring the Salvatorian-American artist J. Oscar Molina in conversation with Minerva Perez, executive director of Ola of Eastern Long Island, Esperanza Leon, head of education and community engagement at Longhouse, Mago Martinez, Latinx artist, filmmaker, and diversity curator, and Christina Cuomo, founder of Purist Magazine, who will moderate the panel. For the discussion, there will be a screening of Children of the World, Uh, From this year, a 15-minute film that explores Molina's history and art practice. The short doc utilizes the artist's work to illuminate the difficulties, struggles, and fears, as well as the dreams, strength, and beauty of immigrants fleeing violence and poverty in their home countries to seek asylum and refuge in the United States. Next Monday's program is free to the public, but space is limited. You can reserve a spot to attend by going to sagharborcinema.org. Uh, reading the weather in Montauk in honor of Lynn Blue, joining us for the Wednesday Works segment, underwritten by East End Food at the bottom of the hour. Looking like a sunny Wednesday with a high near 78 degrees. Calm wind becoming north around 6 miles per hour in the afternoon. Patchy fog tonight after 2 a.m., otherwise clear with a low around 57 degrees and a calm wind continuing. Uh, right now it's 66 degrees and I've got a shaky edition Prepared for you all around Lynn Blue Band's Shaky Ground. Um, let's see. We've got we've got little Dave Merriman, Jackson Brown, and Delbert McClinton. But first, Humble Pie on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love.
Shiki, and you're listening to WLIWFM. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Jackson Brown during our practice run for an all-music shaky edition of The Heart Morning and Midnight Show, Long Island's only local NPR radio station, playing music from all decades and genres, interviewing folks from all walks of life, all because of you, the listener supporter of Long Island's only NPR radio station, moving from Jackson Brown to Delbert McClinton. This is Standing on Shaky Ground. From the Live from Austin record 1989 on WLIWFM. News you can trust, 
music you love on 88.3 FM throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk County, streaming online at WLIW.org slash radio to wherever you may be. Sliding from 89 to 2016. A little Freedom Fry. WLI WFM. Feeling like the night is young. Everybody's time will come. Nobody wants to leave alone. Hey there, won't you take me home? Dancing on shaky 
Shaky Ground. I'm actually going to tuck Uncle Toops uh, Shaky Ground from 92 in my back pocket. You can find the secret track on today's playlist when it is posted online at WLIW.org slash radio. A secret track you can only hear if you listen to the archive of today's show is Lynn Blue Band's Shaky Ground welcoming on Lynn Blue uh, for the Wednesday work segment underwritten by East End Food. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, Gianna. It is always so wonderful to talk to you. Let's start by uh, chatting a bit about Sag Harbor American Music Festival. I remember you played Sag Pizza on Thursday night ahead of oh my God. slash leading into. Was that like an official night or was it just like a kickoff night? It was a totally official night. I think they called it restaurant night. Nice. We love that. Lynn Blue Band played, Annie Trezza played, a bunch of different people played different restaurants all over Sag Harbor. Oh, that is so cool. And Sag Pizza has always been so welcoming, and they always give us the most delicious food after our gig. So they have that nice, they have like a nice spot, what, in the front there, right? Right where the windows are? Yeah, they have like a little alley. Yeah. Oh. Meet and Sally in the alley. So they have tables along the side. I think, you know, COVID created, one of those silver linings of COVID was more restaurant space. So I think they take part of that alley and then they put the band right next to some of the outdoor tables. And all the tables were full and lots of friends came and new people who we didn't know. And we launched um, three new songs that we'd never played any place. You know, Sag Harbor Music Festival is so cool because they really want you to play original music. Right. And I would say like 70% of our gigs, we don't do that many original tunes because most most of the time, if you're in a bar, people want stuff that they know and that they can sing along to. But you have and, such great originals. So well, thank you, darling. Broken, right? Um, yeah. Uh, the Hampton Blues. Is yes. the one we're going to play this morning, is that an original? You said it's an oldie. Oh, yeah. It's definitely an original. I wrote it in New York City. I love that track. When I was um, back in the day when I was dating the world and I could never decide if I should stay in a relationship or leave it. Girl, <laughs> the ambivalent I remember, girly all I remember those days. Remember. Yes. You know, I, I'm glad you touched on uh, that silver lining of the, the pandemic because it's it's so true that uh, – it was a be- it was a beautiful thing to unleash the restaurants in that way and allow them to find more space, aka more tables, aka a way to 
uh, because it's so hard, right, to run a business, especially out here on the East End with sky high prices. And then you add in what's been happening this year with the inflation of food costs. It must be harder and harder and harder for those in, in any industry, but the restaurant industry to make a buck. It's hard for everyone to yes. make a buck. Yes. I mean, I think like if if you look at what's going on with the with the the strikes, the yes. the auto workers, you know, when 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 CEOs are making twenty nine, one hundred and eleven thousand dollars a day, and yeah. workers are making three hundred dollars a day, you've got a big big problem. I know. So, um, you know, let's let's change. Yeah. Let's rem- all vote. And I remember change my grandfather <laughs> telling me he was explaining to me. He was saying, uh, first of all, uh, he said economically we're moving toward um like like in india the the uh, disparity between wealth yep. where you have mm-hmm. you know uh, folks who have these wide palaces and then the large majority of people are are penniless in the streets yeah. and and then he explained to me he said do you know uh, i think it was during um when bernie sanders was running and he was saying i wish bernie could uh make like a a, a graph to really show people what a billion dollars actually looks like and and show you know the the one percent or whatever the the small amount of folks who have all this money and he said you could put 90 percent of people together on that graph and you'd have to skew it for them to for us to even show up Mm-hmm. And that was and the Hamptons crazy is unusual. Right. So if anybody out there is listening and isn't a billionaire, yes. um, please consider donating to all the food pantries out yes. here and to Hamptons Community Outreach yes. and to I Try because they're all doing such amazing work for I'm our community. Snapping. I'm snapping for you, Lynn. so yeah, baby. We love to hear it. All right, so first of all, you're we you're on with me today <laughs> because something is going on on the Friday 8th? night. Is that, Friday night, Lynn Blue Band music? is at the Talk House, which oh, is nice. an amazing place to okay, play that's music. The sixth, the sixth. That's the sixth. Stephen Talk you House sounded like you said the sex. No, but it's so, the sixth. So, so <laughs> it is the sex. All right, so Stephen <laughs> Stephen dot com for tickets information about the show. Yeah, and we've got we found out last night we've got this amazing father son duo opening for us. George Howard and his amazing son. Mateus, um, Mate- we play a lot at Wolfer Vineyard, and George runs the sound at Wolfer Vineyard, and we had such a great time there this summer. And over the years, his young son would help him load in and load out all the equipment. And the last two years, I noticed George was posting videos of his son playing guitar. And I know, you know, whatever it was, eight or nine years ago, the first time I got to play at the Talk House, you fall in love with yourself at the Talk House because – Generally, we're in a set-it-and-forget-it situation, meaning the sound is set up, you go into a gig, and that's the last time anybody's moving, you know, let's raise the bass, let's lower the vocal, let's raise the vocal, let's lower the guitar. Nobody's mixing your sound for you generally when you're out here unless you pay an engineer to come to your gigs. And at the Talk House, there is an amazing engineer, whether it's Cliff or Mac or or Mike or or Kevin, and they're mixing you as you're singing, right? As you're playing, so you sound great. That's a and the equipment thing. there is amazing, and the crowd there is always amazing, and the owners are so supportive of local music. Oh my God! Yes, they are. So there you go. We're stoked to play there. You know, uh, I hate to hop back to Wolfer, but I did I see that Rihanna. Went there with ASAP Rocky. I swear. You know, I don't read the same columns as you, but that's was, very possible. It was a post. <laughs> I, it was Roman Roth. Roman Roth posted on his face space that, that and, he, and he had a picture of a signed barrel by Rihanna and ASAP Rocky. And I was like, what? He said, that yeah. They, and Roman Roth is an amazing winemaker. Oh, yes, by the he way. is. We are so and lucky. Nice out here. And his daughter is a great singer. Oh, I didn't know that. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, she's like a trained operatic kind of Ooh. beautiful, beautiful voice. I love that. Speaking yeah. of which, I, I think Ashley Bell will be on with us in just a couple weeks. Um, oh, she's cool. like a semi-regular just like you. We love 
to hear from both of you and, and hear where you're playing. So this Friday you. at the Talk House, anything else? What haven't we talked about? Well, we were supposed to play the clam contest, but Suffolk County has closed a lot of the waterways, and so clamming is not encouraged right now because we have such a water pollution problem. We have, we have had a terrible, terrible season as far as water quality is concerned. Um, I, I'm really hoping that we can get uh, some oyster reefs. I know that I was speaking with Dr. Bob uh, Tiemann recently about uh, getting some more Oyster reefs set in Akabonic mm-hmm. Bay. Uh, what mm-hmm. a cool thing, by the way, and so yeah. obviously important. And Group for the East End is is one of the great watchdogs of oh, all of this it. stuff. That's right. And I actually just uh, talked to Kathy Burke Gonzalez, who's running for supervisor of the town of East Hampton, and I said, what if anyone who was in the rental registry and who was benefiting from renting their house had to pump their septic every summer? Because a lot of the reason why we have all this pollution in our waters and and bacteria in our waters is because the septics haven't been upgraded. Right. They're, they're very old. Um, I, I, I hope that it will encourage some folks to upgrade to these smart systems. I'd yeah. certainly like to do so. And Bob DeLuca from the group for the East End will be on with us next week. So we'll... We'll oh, talk more. Best. We'll talk water quality with him. Water quality and invasive plants, and and I'm sure insects as well. I'm I'm seeing some spotted lanternfly sightings out here. Have you seen one yet? I haven't seen one personally, but because I have a, a nasty little Facebook habit, I did see that Mary Bromley, who's a big personality in East Hampton, did kill one during a therapy session. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me one moment. Yes, excuse me. I have no rage towards you, but I'm going to kill that fly. I said, Dur- it's not Dur- personal. Dur- Don't take it personally. We can discuss that later. Darrell Godfrey posted one. She's like, is this it? And then, no, she's so funny. And Georgie's like, kill it. Kill it. Right. All right. We, well, okay. Shoot right, first, ask questions later. Yes. Well, not... Not most of the time, but with with a lantern fly, uh, permission yes. is certainly granted. Uh, we'll talk more about it with Bob uh, for the uh, with the group for the East End. I was thinking. So I, my question to him is, um, you know how they do like Burning Man and and whatever, and they like burn. Mm. A, and when one of the criticisms of Burning Man is is like, oh, you're gonna burn, you know, basically building materials, you know, mm. like how wasteful. And my thought is, mm-hmm. well, you know, the tree of heaven is this invasive uh, tree species that is a major, if not the, well, not, yes, a major food source for the spotted lanternfly. And I'm like, ah. is, is it uh, ecologically sound to, to, build, to build a pyre uh, from removed trees of heaven? That's interesting. And also, you know, on the Nat Peak right now, there are hundreds and hundreds of dead pines. Oh, I know. And From the beetle. They can fall into the road and cause oh an accident. Oh, my gosh. And they're also a, like, oh, they could go up like a tinderbox. I mean, and now we've the got fire the, hazard, you yes, know. Right. So I think they should take those pyre of heavens or whatever you're calling them. <laughs> I'm, I'm and just, mix them. I, all right, let's be real. I just want well, to Well, you imagine, and I can just go have dinner and, and, I wanna, and solve I'm all the to, problems. Of I, tr- <laughs> I just want to imagine a cool new um, local music festival, something, something to add to our off-season schedule because we certainly have enough going um, in the summer season. Huh. You, know? you know, in the winter, Sag Harbor has that Harbor Frost Festival. Yes, I love in Harbor February. Frost. Yes. Maybe a giant bonfire. You know, of Tree of, of Heaven. I'm yeah. just saying. We'd have to talk yeah. to Bob and see, see if it's, he's going to be like, no, guys, the fumes are bad for the ozone, or I don't know. I'd have, I got to ask. I got to talk to someone who knows what they're talking ask about. Ask Bob. He knows everything. Ask Bob. That should be a show. Ask Bob. Hey, Lynn, I love you. I'm going to play Shaky Ground before I do. Uh, tell me more about this track, um, aside from when you wrote it. Um, this is really just a song about being ambivalent about a relationship. 
and also learning about yourself. And it's, um, you know, feels like the earth is shaken. Maybe that's because I'm on shaky ground. feels like, you know, my heart could be breaking. Maybe that's because I recognize the sound. Um, it's It's a breakup song where she's not quite ready to pull the trigger, but she knows she has to. And with that, I, um, those of you who are having those feels, you know, you know what you need to do. Uh, StephenTalkhouse.com for more information about this Friday night's show. Uh, Lynn Blue Band opened up by George and his son, Matthias. Matthias? Yeah, George Howard and his son, George Matthias. Howard and his son, Matthias. I'm Gianna Volpe. They'll probably go on at 7.30 and we'll go on before 8.30. I'm Gianna Volpe. That's Lynn Blue. And so is this uh, right here on the Wednesday Works segment, underwritten by East End Food on WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love. Yes. My new favorite Lynn Blue track, Shaky Ground, from Lynn Blue Band to 
Tara and Sten. You get a little bit of it all right here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLI. WFM, the weekday morning and midnight show, The Heart of the East End, featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, all because of you, the listener supporter, donating to WLIWFM.org. Walking on the thin ice Once again for a while Was not thinking too much What could happen worthwhile On the edge of the abyss standing Time after time Feeling desperate, hurt, and guilty, but I've committed no crime. Walking on water, that's what we tried. Known about all the dangers, but we behaved like Forgive me, I'll do the same thing with you. And I'll try not to hurt you too much, baby, with all things I say and do. Lovers, 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 that's what we cried out. But we didn't recognize that we were standing on doubtful ground. It's no man's land out here. I'm broken, confused. And I'm feeling a little bit of shaky in this world. It's no man's land out here I'm broken, confused And I'm feeling a little bit of shaky In this world without you Feeling a little shaky In this world without you Never without us. You can find all our episodes archived at WLIW.org slash radio, the heart of the East End, leading you into the NPR news break with Low Flyer and the Vegabonds. And WLIWFM.
Walk on down this road Be alone but not afraid Cause the fire's in our bones Let your hands shake. 